Hi. How's it going? That's nice. You're listening to Is This Music with Shelby Jacobson. It has been a minute. It's actually been a few years since I did an episode of this show. Yeah, I decided to bring my podcast back. For a few reasons. Um... I really started this show a few years ago with the intention of always wanting to have a way to discover new things about music. Whether it be an aspect of an album I wasn't aware of, an aspect of an artist I wasn't aware of, an entire genre of music I didn't know, just anything. I just always want to be in a position of learning. And this felt like a very fun and positive way to do that because my favorite thing in the world is talking with my friends about music and having them share with me things that they are interested in and vice versa. So yeah, we're back. I've been going around town talking with different friends of mine and recording a few different episodes to release back to back for you. Um, So that will be fun. And um, yeah, today's episode though, today's episode is with my dear friend Brace Belden. Brace Belden, my word, how do I describe who Brace is? There's no way you can, honestly. I'm at a loss. Brace is the most unique individual I have ever met in my life, and um, there's just no way to truly accurately describe who he is. But you might know him through the podcast True and On, You might know him from his column in Maximum Rock and Roll. You might know him through punk. He played in a few bands like War Crime and Wild Thing. Probably quite a few others that I do not know off the top of my head right now. Um, You might know him from San Francisco. You might know him from unionizing Anchor Steam in San Francisco. You might know him through him traveling to Syria to fight with the YPG. You might know him as a florist. You might just know him. And there's a million other things I could say, but I truly just have to stop. (laughs) Um, But you will definitely know him after this episode. Um, We had so much fun riffing. Me and Brace, whenever we get together, all we do is joke around and riff. So that is definitely present in this episode. We get into his songs about half an hour in, but I really don't want you to skip ahead. I want you to ride it out with us. It's a, it's a really funny episode. I, I cut out so much laughter and I still left in so much. There is so much happening in this episode. It's really wild and fun. Um, I really hope you enjoy it and thank you for listening. Let's get straight into it. This is my episode with Brace Belden. Bye-bye. on the show. Truly, we are technically going right now. Yes. What up? This is Shelby Jacobson with How About a Hug TV. We're the newest YouTube channel out of Hug Studios. You gotta click like and subscribe. Oh, you gotta click. Here's here's the social contract we do. You hit like, I give hug. <laughs> one like equal one, one hug. Yeah, and I believe me, my arms are outstretched. I'm capable of probably giving more hugs than any human being on this entire planet. I uh, copyrighted where my hug at. Really? Yeah, that's my that's my thing now. That's crazy. All right, well, I owe Damn, you a lot crazy. of money then. Dude, where am I? You go, you owe me a couple free hugs, to be honest. No, at the very no, least. No, that shit. No, well, give me a like then. 
One life, one hug. One like, one hug. I don't do it without the love. <laughs> one, one life. What, what is it? One love? One love, yeah. Yeah, that's the new song. One hug. Yeah. <laughs> one like, <laughs> one hug. Yeah, yeah I it's like pretty that. good. It's pretty good. Hi, Brace. Hi, Shelby. How are you? Good. Um, we're in my room. We're in your room. I'm on Shelby's. I, due to Shelby's recording studio type nature of her room, with my Dell laptop, <laughs> Dell ass laptop, I am lying <laughs> supine on her bed, which has no headboard, <laughs> and she is clutching her head in her hands in the corner. I haven't gotten around to it. My friend was supposed to build me one a year ago, and here we are a year later. But uh, yeah, it was too echoey in the living room, so we're we're. We're close enough that it's chill. Yeah. It's probably more comfortable Call for this you. this damn place the Echo. <laughs> dude, dude, honestly, this place is cooler than the Echo, I must say. Oops, sorry about... Oh, no, it's owned by Live Nation now, right? Oh, There's then fuck a metal that. detector. That's true. I had to hide my brass knuckles last time I went. Oh, true, and you have to have to a clear you. bag. Oh, yeah. You didn't bring your brass knuckles to come see me play? I did bring my brass knuckles to go see you play, but then they had metal detectors, so I did go hide my brass knuckles underneath, like, the little lip of the trash can... In front of the Citibank building. You hid them. And I then hid them. I can't believe you could focus during the show. I would be thinking, like, I gotta go scrounge Where's around in nux? that bush. Well, this is the thing about the knucks, too. I think I got Where my knucks at? I, I, well, I carry, I carry, I've carried brass knuckles. As long as I've known you. I've, for, I've carried brass knuckles since I was a teenager. Yeah, I mean, most, it's famously sick. Here's the thing. Most people carry a knife, but mm-hmm. I don't want to Oh, my God, there they anymore. are. Yeah, here they are. Can I? May I? Yeah, uh... You gotta get up. I'm getting up. That's my mess with your audio. But the thing is, there I have compact brass knuckles. It's actually pretty hard to find those. Usually, Dude. brass knuckles are really oversized because they're meant for bouncer type meathead hands, like you. Well, no, I have good. I have you nice... got petite fingers because these can fit on mine. Yeah, but they're you still want it to nice. Be a snug fit because mm, they're loose. If you have it too loose, you can fuck your shit up pretty bad. But you don't even want to punch someone head on. You want to bring it down on them. Oh, should I invest in one of these? They're pretty good. They're they are technically a felony. <laughs> technically, yeah, they're extremely. Well, they're a wobbler. Illegal. Like you might get a misdemeanor. Well, these definitely look worn in. There's like so much scratch, and like it's no longer gold right on the knuckle side mm-hmm. of the bra- of the actual brass side. So, do you them. stay hitting people, or you just? These are worn down from what fifteen years of abuse. <laughs> no, I've only had those for about five years, but okay, I've whoa. used them before. Nice. All right. Well, okay. I'm glad you brought some uh, intimidation into my house. Just you had to flex right before just, we had the I pod in I case I bring up something. You, a robber. Okay, Brace. How did we meet? How I, do we know I, each other? I honestly don't know how we met. This is now the theme of my whole show because I have only my dear loved ones on. But I know that I met you like four, no, probably five or six years ago. Yes, yeah, uh, five, five or six years ago. In SF through the OCs. Yes. Through Kristen Linney, probably. Probably through Linney, yes. Yeah. I forgot you're, you're uh, friends with Linney. Yes, um, old friend with yeah. her. Um, and I think I would maybe stay at your house in SF. On hate? Yeah. You must have then. Uh, and maybe that's officially how we met, but then really started becoming buds. That one time I went up to Oakland to see the, the Burger OC. Boogaloo. Yeah, the Boogaloo. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we hung hard there. Yeah. I only have this memory because we both were, couldn't stop singing Putting on the Ritz. 
when we literally were just saying that it's incredible <laughs> right now before yeah, we right when you showed this. up i don't know why i was like man i wonder if he uh loves that song so much it's gonna be one of his songs he brings in but putting on the ritz yeah i dude. did that song maybe i don't remember why but i just have this the only like true memory where i was like this is my first homey memory of Brace was we were driving from Oakland back to the city and blasting putting on the Ritz. Yeah. Put, not putting on the Ritz. Putting, putting on, the, on Ritz. the Ritz. Yeah, it's not putting on the Ritz. Putting not in, putting on the Ritz. No. Even though I feel like he says that in the songs, like, putting on the Ritz. Yeah, yeah. But you're putting on the Ritz. Putting on the Ritz. Yeah. I, I feel like around that time period, I did a talent show at mm-hmm. the Makeout Room. Infamous talent show. Oh, was yeah. the mom... Not an actual mom, but mm-hmm. a performance artist named Mom mm-hmm. ate her own piss covered spaghetti. Um, <laughs> but I believe I sang "Putting on the Ritz." Like I opened the show. Okay, yeah, I was like, "How do you follow that?" With no, it, on no, the Ritz. no one followed that. It was the last, the, the last <laughs> talent of the night. Yes, but uh, I, I, I think I opened the first one by doing "Putting on the Ritz." Did you just go out organically, like truly just yourself singing it, or did you do a little jig, or did you I, oh, have I, a funny I, I hat put, on, I put or the what? Ritz on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it was. I mean, I was wearing the velvet, the velvet blazer, dude, as you should. Yeah. Um. All right. So I know you have an affinity for that song, but that was kind of my first. Like, I don't know why I deeply remember that. Yeah. And then we've been I hanging hard since. Ever since, but right after that uh, SF hang, you went. On a one-way ticket to Syria, so I was, was like... Literally was... a two-way ticket. Well, it was a one-way <laughs> It was ticket. truly a one-way at the time. But I did come back. <laughs> well, he is in my studio house apartment now. He did technically come back, but... Yeah, that was a... Uh... That was right after that? I think it was like... Yeah, four months was. after that. Yeah, it probably was. Because you were talking about it. You are like, I'm trying to get... I'm trying to, like, hack the mainframe and talk to, like, the underground internet oh, to get dude. my, like, how to get through there. This and was I'll... a fucking nightmare because yeah. I had to figure out what, like, uh, encryption, what, like, how to encrypt. And it was, like, yeah. not, like, some, like, easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. I had to, like... You were truly like hacking. Key key yeah. and stuff. It was, it was, I don't, I couldn't recall how to do it at this point. Well... It's okay. Yeah. But I just remember you're like, I don't know. I just really want to go. And I'm, I got one connect and they're like not hitting me back yet, but I'm just hoping that I can get some sort of like, yeah. almost like sponsorship <laughs> to get over to be in the YPG. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, that sounds cool. Yeah. I work at like, I'm like walking dogs in LA. <laughs> yeah. I was working at a boxing gym, but I, uh, yeah, it worked. I made it. My ass went over there. You truly made it and you were just tweeting the fucking funniest things of all time. I just couldn't believe you could always find internet. Well, it was funny because we had at the first like month you had kind of had like cell you know, you only got your cell phone once a week in mm-hmm. training. It was on Thursday, so you could like, call your family. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there was Wi-Fi like intermittently after that. But I got an international plan from AT and T. Nice. And I so I could just like you got that five G. Well, they have this <laughs> cell service out there. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, it's like a it's it's know. deserted with like a bunch. Yeah. I mean, well, you only could get it at night usually. So, but I could only like really go on the internet mm-hmm. if. There was a Wi-Fi truck around, but the Wi-Fi trucks came by, like, it's like a truck with, like, some portable Wi-Fi thing on it. They would, like, update all our maps and stuff that we had, because we had, like, maps on, like, little shitty, like, Samsung, not even Samsung, like, 
knockoff of a knockoff yeah. tablet. Beyond Galaxy. Yeah. Android yeah. Galaxy. Like four dollar tablets. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um but uh and you know, we needed like updates of true positions and so we knew where to move and you shouldn't shoot there and all this stuff. And so when that happened I was like you know, I'm like, oh, I can post something. But beyond that, like, at night sometimes, yeah. you could get, like, one bar of cell service. So I could, like, get text messages from friends and stuff. Would you, like, get excited and tell everyone else that you got service? Or would you kind of keep it to yourself because, no, you didn't want anyone else to kind of share the Wi-Fi well, and make it slower? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. You know, there's too many people on one Wi-Fi. Oh, like, it, the Wi-Fi was very slow as it was. Yeah. But, no, it was, well, most of the people I were with were cadre, like Gorilla. And mm-hmm. so they couldn't like they didn't text anyone anyways damn one guy I let this one like 18 year old <laughs> he's winking um <laughs> soldier uh a gorilla from turkey uh text his girlfriend uh once that's nice i mean i let him text him wherever she want he wanted yeah. he only wanted to text her once only once yeah I'm he was here. cool he was he was like his name was tuna which i guess is a turkish name i mm-hmm. never i never encountered it in any other context but mm-hmm. his name was tuna yoldash and he was a part of Turkish communist who was fighting with the Kurds because they were allied, whatever, but they were fighting against the Turkish government. And, uh, but he was the funniest guy I ever met. He prided himself on every time he fought, he shot as many bullets as possible. Not, like, caring if he hit anything. His whole thing was just like, dude, I shot, like, 300 rounds. And people were like, why? <laughs> like, you know, that's like... That's five, like me playing any video game. That's like five times as many. Just games. holding the trigger the yeah, whole time, exactly. being like, like, "I'm good at this." Shouldn't do that. Like, the odds are in his favor, honestly. That's true. The more bullets you shoot, the more likely it is to hit. You something. know what is that saying? You the, all the shots you don't take, you mm-hmm. miss a hundred shots you don't that's take. That's true. So he it's, took as many shots yeah, as he could. Exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, but he, um, I, I I had a couple movies downloaded on my phone. Shrek. No, Scarface. <laughs> And I think, like, one other thing, I can't remember. The Holiday. Just admit it. Uh, the Holiday, yeah. <laughs> Upside down. Yeah. Uh, Don't look up. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I showed him Scarface. Like, we were, like, on this defensive position and, like, kind of had to be inside a lot because ISIS was dropping grenades from drones. And so <laughs> oh we were like, we're not going out, fucking out there. They were, like, a kilometer away. And they wouldn't even shoot at us. Well, they did sometimes. But they they... Like, this was, like, a three-week period where they were just dropping grenades from drones. And so we were like, we're just going to stay inside unless you're on guard duty. And so... Uh, oh, my God. So I showed him Scarface, and he was in... Thr- he didn't speak much English. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was no subtitles. He fully identified. But he was like, this is... I was like, I'm so lucky he discovered communism before he saw Scarface. Dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> because this Seriously. motherfucker would be, like, up to his neck in cocaine. Uh, he, when he shit. saw cocaine, he was like, oh, I know what that is. Cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> he, like, said it the same way Scarface did. <laughs> no way. Um, and, Were uh, you sharing headphones with one earbud in each ear? Yes. Like, full buddy-buddy yes. style? Yes. Oh, my God. That is and, so uh, beautiful. And then he, one time he walked past me in the hallway because we were, like, we had this shit, whenever we would, like, get attacked or someone would see, like, see, most of the time anyone would see something. This happens all the fucking times. So. Yeah. All the time we basically had to go to, like, these, like, uh, guard positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so my <laughs> position was, like, out at the end of the hall, this one hallway, and you know, you'd stand there for, like, hours trying to see if there was anything outside at night, like, the middle of the night. And uh, one time it, it was over, and it was like, oh, it was just some dog, so it's on the night vision. We were walking past each other, and he went, I like sex. <laughs> 
And then, and then after I showed him Scarface, he would say, I am Tony Montana. Oh my fucking, fucking cool. God. That is really cool. Yeah, Contextually the coolest. Yeah. The but coolest. he changed his name because, uh, you know, we called him Tuna Yoldash. Yoldash means comrade. Um, and all of the Westerners, because this was like an international unit with like mostly Turkish communists, but then like a bunch of Western communists too. Mm-hmm. Um, although there was only like two Americans, but I, everyone was like, your name's Tuna? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and so he like got embarrassed and changed it. But we no. also called him Tuna. We liked calling yeah, him Tuna. Yeah, we like Tuna. Yeah. That is a beautiful bond. Yeah. That is a bonding moment for sure. Did you ever make uh, memes about Dan Rincon while in Syria? No, but you know, I, I actually meant to show you this, and my phone's over there. Mm-hmm. I found a, I found a Rincon meme, a meme I made okay. earlier today from 2015. <laughs> okay, because um, that's the other thing about meeting you is like you were making Dan memes as like a part time job. Oh, it was like the, I was roasting Dan. You were ass. in the thick of it, and I got wind of a lot of those, and I think that's how I first found out about you. And I was already like, this guy fucking rocks. Nobody. <laughs> Has the balls to make fun of Rincon, but also have the time to make the memes that were so good. Working at a uh, at a boxing gym, Mm -hmm. and you know when there wasn't like I didn't have to like I was the only employee basically like that was non boxer trainer, (laughs) and so like when I didn't have anything to do, I would just like I was the first time I ever look at my phone, and so (laughs) it was the first time I really had a phone to look at. Yeah, and so I was just like, oh, I should just. You Use should create something. Make fun of Rinko. <laughs> Probably. I mean, there were some heavy hitters, but I was like, I wonder if that had a crossover when you're like, I'm in Syria and I have service and I'm yeah. still going to make a meme about Dan Rinko. <laughs> but anyway, you were probably a little busy at the yeah. time. Well, sometimes you're busy for like 10% of the time. And yeah. 90% of the time you're waiting to be busy. You're waiting to see some shit. Yeah. And then you came, I'm just trying to truly speed through the whole Syria thing. It's like... And then you came back. And then I came back. <laughs> that was easy. I went a little crazy, but it was it was manageable. Well, like, getting back was... Oh, getting back was... It's not illegal. People don't know this. And so people are always like, how come you weren't, like, arrested? And like, it's what crime did I commit? It's actually not illegal to be <laughs> in a armed organization in another country. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not fighting the government, which we weren't doing. And I'm not allowed to go, like, I think the legality around, like, going and fighting, like, if I was in, like, I don't know, insurgency against a government, Mm -hmm. uh, that is illegal. Yeah. I think. No, I know. That's illegal. (laughs) But you can, you know, this is neither us nor ISIS or government organizations acting my duty as a private citizen. It's okay. It's frowned upon. (laughs) Um, And they monitor you. It's not really normalized, I would say. Yeah, but you can do it. Like, they literally, like, there's no statute to arrest you under. Mm -hmm. And so I was, you know, it's flying internationally is like, I mean, I haven't done it in a bunch, but like, you know, you get a little, it's not wonderful after that. But, um, (laughs) and they like, you know, I was questioning the airport and all this stuff for a while, but like. They it was easier to get back, obviously. It was easier to get back. Yeah, yeah. well, going over there was like, I mean, I, I had booked, like, tickets to, like, I, I flew to Iraq, and then in Iraq, they, like, smuggled me over. So blah, it was blah, this blah. whole thing, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it was, you know. And was, then you came back to SF. Mm-hmm. I mean, how could you not lose your mind after what you just yeah. had gone through? I truly don't know how you uh, did it. It's because I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> but I liked it a lot. Well, coming back and then having all this time and then processing it. Yeah, and... that was that was not fun. 
Yeah, I mean, that, and that was, god damn it, that was even, like, four years ago at this point. So wild. Yeah, 2017. Wow. And then I, uh... I was kind of like aimless for a while, and then I then I uh, was approached by Rolling Stone and that biopic no, about you. No, 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 no. no. That was while I was in Syria. Uh, no, this was. Um, I was. Uh, I I basically got a job at Anchor Brewing Company. Oh yeah. Uh, Anchor Steam. I like beer. Yeah, it's Heard a great it. beer. It's a great beer. Mm-hmm. You revolutionized Anchor. Um, well, me and me and the guys there <laughs> decided to start a union, and mm-hmm. so that was like a good like new mission to put myself. Truly, on. that is a good deed and like very productive, to yeah. say the least. Also, just all all it was like all guys, not all, but a lot of guys who worked there who was like just like guys I knew from like the beauty bar, mm-hmm. and so it was you know it was like. You're like I already got a, gu- a bunch like, of guys. I already know all you guys. Yeah, yeah. So that made, that made from it. the the pissing. Spaghetti piss. From, yes, yeah, yeah. People who'd seen the spaghetti piss. Yeah. Exactly. The last time they saw you doing put on the Ritz. They're like, <laughs> I know this guy. He's very talented. <laughs> I trust him. We should unionize. And you won. Yeah, we won. Um, and it was fairly quick, too, huh? No. Well, oh, okay. it looked quick outside, but I, I it was, it took From us a From my little hobby years. hole in L.A., it looked quick. But yeah. you probably had to do a lot no, of like, like work for that. years of Oh, of fuck. Okay. <laughs> okay, maybe I just didn't check in too much. <laughs> well, I didn't, like... tell, I didn't tell anybody. It was like a secret until we announced it publicly. Okay. So it looked like it took a month. Yeah. Because it was like. I was like, damn, he's got it going. Like. That's a quick unionization. No, no, no. I was there for two two years doing that. Okay, well, good. Um, Some leg work there. And then I got a. Then I got. I spent a really long time getting my Merchant Mariners like license and stuff like that to go work on ships. Mm-hmm. But then the podcast started. And, uh, oh I yeah, like, oh, I could just make money doing this. What were you gonna do on ships again? Be a sail- sailor, dude. That is cool. Yeah. Do you ever think about just you know? Leaving it all here in L.A., I leaving could. the pod and just going on a ship? Yeah, but... What would you do? Be, like, fishing? Or, would, like... No, swoop, no, 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 no. in the poop deck? No, like, pirate uh, shit? I mean, you paint mostly. Okay. <laughs> you paint, mostly paint the ship, but you clean it. You know, there's different yeah. jobs you can get trained for. I mean, I would probably start with the worst job on The poop it, deck? So it suck. Um, That's all I know. I'm going to keep saying poop the poop deck. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, like my brain is racking for any like pirate riffs I could think of, but I'm not even gonna go there. But uh, I mean, my knowledge, like the sort of courses I took on that stuff, are probably pretty atrophied in my brain right now. So, so you were like, you were going on ships, you were getting your what is it, your license? My merchant mariner's credential it looks like your, a passport. Wow, that's tight. It doesn't look like a badge. No, I have a badge. Like a sheriff well, I badge. Have, like, no. I would imagine it's like a. Six I have like stuff. some other like transport worker stuff that like looks more like badge-like. So you were doing that and, and right at the time of all this Epstein stuff starting. Yeah. And so then, it just happened. Yeah, just, we were like, me and Liz mm-hmm. were like, we should do a show because um, we were talking about Epstein a lot. Mm-hmm. Just talking. Mm-hmm. And then um, it took off and so. Just took off a little bit. Yeah. And then here you are in Hollywood, California. Are we in Hollywood? No. Where we're are close. we? We are technically in Los Feliz at Water Village. Is that the because I, I thought it's confusing this was something to me called as well. Atwater Village, and then I'm on my way over here and I see all this shit that says Los Feliz. I know I'm, I'm truly in the middle. I'm in a block in between. Where's John Ham at? At Little Dom's. But this in is in Los Feliz. This is not John Ham's Los. Feliz. I freaking wish he was in my house. Would you know you, what I'm if, saying? If John Ham like rolled up, three quarters wasted, 
one night, would you be like, you can come in? Oh my God, I'd leave the door unlocked <laughs> for a while. Yeah. He's not, what are you talking about? He's piping hot. Yeah, 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 true. Wait, so what is even the question? Of course. I don't, know, I don't have a headboard, but. A ham slammer. He doesn't mind. <laughs> ham slammer? A ham slammer. I'm the ham slammer? Any woman that fucks John Ham is a ham slammer. <laughs> a hog slammer. A hog slammer. Well, ham's hog. Well, you know about that, that whole thing? He's got a giant dick. Well, um, okay, I only know this because <laughs> a couple of girlfriends. You hooked up with him? At- no, no, no. He, there was like a, he has a thing where he, uh, exclusively walks around like with paparazzi about to photograph him and he's wearing sweatpants and no underwear and it's like a thing that he does he gray sweatpants i can show you there's like like buzzfeed like dumb like articles of being like why is john ham doing this 11 photos of john ham's like outline but huge dick (laughs) i don't know if i'm gonna keep this in i might um but yeah he is John Hamm is definitely at Little Dom's right now. Every time I go there, well, actually, I went last night and I didn't see him, but I, nine out of ten times, I see him at the same booth. Really? With d- different um, piping hot women. and men. I should sit down with him next time. Like, yeah. Have you ever heard of a podcast? Yeah. Have you ever heard of a podcast? Also, I like sweatpants. Yeah, I'm, I actually don't like sweatpants. Oh. Because oh. I got a weak, right? My, my okay. Shelby, my shit is crazy looking. <laughs> it's like a tesseract. <laughs> Like women, women see me walking down the street. My fucking gray sweatpants. I would pass like, out. They're, well, they're like you know, you know that those like um, succulents. You know mm-hmm. those like weird like hanging succulents, mm-hmm. like uh, almost pseudo cacti, yeah. like vegetable vegetation. No, plants. I'm not talking about the succulents themselves. Okay. I'm talking about like <laughs> the, the weird, oddly shaped like things that women buy to hang their succulents. The macrames. The ma- not the macrames. Not the macrames. They're like they're like angled stuff. Angled stuff. I don't know how to describe it. But it's, it's like not the holders. Hold. It's like holders for your succulents. They're not like the like net things. But is is it the metal thing that you buy when you actually buy the hanging plant? No. The metal wire? No. They're like they're like things that you would see in like a fancy store. Okay. My penis looks like that. <laughs> okay. It is it is it is a grotesquerie. Like something out of the devil's nightmares. Okay. And um mathematicians. If a woman mathematicians math, hate hate this guy's dick. It, well, that's not true. If, if you're <laughs> female mathematicians, go crazy. Over Scientists it. can't believe this guy's dick. What happens next is exactly. amazing. Click here like, to find out more. The angles on it are almost <laughs> obtuse. They, they defy logic. Oh my god! It's like it's like Goodwill Hunting guy would be like, what? <laughs> He's over here thinking, wait, like, what? I'm about, my, I'm about to get my dick sucked by Matt Damon Stop. at Harvard. And, he pulls, and down, he pulls down my gray sweatpants. John Ham's watching in the back. He's uh, his mouth is agape. Yeah. Oh, jo- oh uh, a little Dom's meatball falling out of John Ham's <laughs> chewing mouth. Oh my as god! Matt Damon faints in character, faints at the sight of my insane wiener. As a group of nuns walk by and they all grasp their necks and yeah. pass out. Yeah, yeah, their crucifixes like distorting <laughs> in yeah. yeah, it starts to a flame. Yeah, and then I'm just like, "What?" So that means that your no dick head? is huge or odd. No, well, here's the thing. It it's like it's different things. Like in one minute you look at it, it's massive more big it's than like the a sun. mood ring it's like yeah it's more big than the sun the next minute you see it it's like oh my god what's even going on there like, does it exist like some people where did it go yeah exactly some people say it's trans some people are like oh where'd it go because they're like is it too small or is it so big that i can't even comprehend it 
It's like as big. It's as, like a glass half full, half empty kind of situation. Exactly. Like, is it it is bigger whale or is it like is it like air where I can't see it but it's all around me? It's meta. It's meta. Yeah, Dude, I yeah, love yeah. that. It's on Web three. People have bought it. It's a bored ape. I'm oh, packing you, a bored. Stop. I'm packing a bored ape in my fucking gray sweatpants. Dude, are you already on that bored ape uh, train? I call my account every morning and tell him put the money in yeah. ape. <laughs> Put more gold coin put in more ape. ape. He's like, you don't put more Cardano in ape. He's That's like, as far as I know. He's like, you put, you spent all of your money on one a quarter of a bored ape. Like, I can't you don't even have a place in. to live, son. Yeah, like that doesn't matter. Ape's, well, going I, up. apes got me going. Yeah, apes got apes got my back. Ape, yeah, ape women. Here's the thing: women be loving. Dear ape. listeners of Shelby's podcast, if you a woman <laughs> will leave you, a man will destroy you uh but your bored ape can't leave you it's your fucking it's your cyber slave forever it can never you own it for life it It has your back for life we need to get these apes free (laughs) dude straight i don't even have one can you show me the way of (laughs) i missed the train i have fifty thousand bored apes (laughs) okay that reminds me my friend I, it's not an ape situation, but he um, <laughs> he told me he bought 50 billion ass coin. And I don't know what that really means even. No. it's a, Well, there's something called shit coins, which yeah. are like fake bitcoins. But uh, apparently it's going schemes. well. Is it? Is it a pump and dump? Oh, I would say the ass ape? is a pump and dump if you know what I'm well, saying. I, know, I can't reach it. There we go. Nice. Um, all those like fake like dumb coins are pump and dump schemes. So if you hold on to your fifty billion ass coin for too long, you telling me that's a bad idea? I you telling me fifty billion ass coins a bad ass idea? Coin is not <laughs> going to pay the rent. <laughs> well, I'm so sorry to that friend. I'm not going to even name his name. Um, I don't know anything about this shit. Me Do you really either. have one ape? No, I don't have an ape. You've sold an NFT of your you pissing or something? No, I sold an NFT. NF, NFT. <laughs> it took, I, dude, this was it was like. Three days of me trying to figure out what an NFT was. And I don't understand one. it. I still don't. I've made and sold And one. you made money off of it still. Oh, here's the thing. I am so fucking stupid that I couldn't figure out how to... I forgot that. Oh, I, you lost it in the sauce. Yeah, I, I lost the that. NFT. Well, I didn't lose... I still... I guess I still have You lost NFT. a bet or something. No, like, it was like people, like, bid on it. And someone bid the equivalent of $2,000 on it. Which, okay. I mean, truthfully, it's probably someone probably who has, like, a ton more. of Ethereum. That's like it's nothing to them, mm-hmm. and uh, and but then I forgot to collect the money, and so it just expired. Well, now it's going to be worth more because you already have a, a solid standard bid of two k. Yeah. Now you can only go up from there, right? Is that how this shit works? I have no idea. Same. Uh, now I feel too bad. Like if I if I sold it now, people you would be like, feel bad. I love that you feel bad. I feel guilty. <laughs> well, people would just be like, this guy's fucking money grabbing. You know what I mean? It's right. Bad luck. Isn't that what all of those things are? Is it everyone's just trying to cash in on some? Nobody understands it, but they're like, I'm just going to go with it because it seems like it's working. Yeah, but it's weird if I do it. Yeah, it is weird. But I do like, I do think it's objectively funny. Yeah. It's objectively funny to buy something for so much money that looks that stupid. Yeah. And then you actually profit off oh, of it. It was just, I, it was just me. I had written Da Gay Pussy Ita yes. over a picture of Jeffrey Epstein and yes. signed it by my artist name, which is Mona Lisa. Dude, that's what it is. Yeah. I need that. You can have the NFT. Can I, um, I actually, could I? 
I don't know if I want to put 2K on it. But... Okay, well, uh, you can't have the NFT dot, dot, dot if you give me 5000 Okay, okay, nice, nice, nice. Well, I'll make some money off my whatever coin I have, and I'll be in touch. Okay, we got to come back to music. This is a music podcast. Oh, yeah. In theory, but we did we did need to talk about how we know each other. Back with a bang! No! <laughs> Screwdriver, not so much. No. But do we need to... Okay, so you're in L.A. now. True and on's a thing. You're mm-hmm. busy with that. Um, I'm like, how do we speed past just you literally went to Ghislaine's trial? Yes. The whole ordeal Here's of that. Here's how we speed past that. Yeah. Uh, if you want to hear the coverage of Ghislaine's there you go. Check it out. Exactly. There you go. He just got back from that. It was freezing cold. Uh-huh. And, and, uh... Sucks. New York is the coldest city in the world. It's <laughs> the Arctic. I can't believe people built a city in Antarctica. It's insane. A concrete jungle I'm, Antarctica. I'm back here in the city of Angels. It's 75 glowing. motherfucking degrees outside. The... The sun coming, coming, reflecting off of a disco ball, and it's gorgeous in here. It's insane. Shelby's room is like, it's pretty nice in here actually right now. I'm very happy. Yeah, it's very, it's beautiful in here. Uh, Out there, and yeah, so he's in LA. We're trying to keep him in LA. You know, we gotta keep hashtag keep brace in LA. Mm -hmm. And um, now we're just hanging tough. We're homies in LA. We're rocking. We just went to Musso and Frank's last week. Mm -hmm. It was fun. We went to the Beetle House. We went to the Beetle House. Tim Burton themed. Bar that it was pretty bobo, was if you ask me. I yeah, it was pretty nice. Really hyped that one up. But. Shelby, Shelby um, <laughs> got so excited about that. Got very excited, but Shelby gave me the idea that we should just only be hanging out at, at bars that are themed like that. I mean, the, I the want that to be my chairs. Closed. Yes, but there is a Star Wars bar. That one's in the Valley. I think that's in Hollywood. It's just it is so such an investment. But if you are getting apes, maybe drinks on you. Every Honestly, time. if you, if you listen, to this, you have apes. <laughs> Message me. Message Shelby. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm down to go only hang out, and, and we do love Zebulon. We do love Zebulon. Don't give it. Yeah, I mean, don't get. No. That's number one. But that's, that's my, themed. That's home for that's, me. No, that's that's a, there's a theme to Zebulon. <laughs> sure. What's the theme? Um, we can say something really weird. Let's not do it because we literally love Zebulon. But no, I'm down to branch out in 2022. I'm trying to go to yeah the themed bars deeper into the valley where only like really mean kind of perverted yeah. old men hang out at. And um, but anyway, so we're in LA. We're in LA. We're in I love LA. That's one of his songs. All right, that's a great segue. I hate Randy Newman, yeah. so we'll not do oh, um, What is the first song? Well, do you want to talk about your summation of what you brought in, and then we can go into the individualism? Yes. So I brought in a loose conglomeration of songs that I think of uh, when I think of the term Nighthawkin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, now, Nighthawkin is a song by Tim Buckley in his sure later is. his rockin' period, mm-hmm. uh, which is about being a cab driver who is assailed by a racist Vietnam vet who is going to take a gun that he stole from the U.S. Army and murder people with it. I believe, actually, maybe racial minority. I can't remember. Oh but it's like, it's a song about getting a knife stuck to your throat by a Vietnam vet and then lying and saying you're a paratrooper so he doesn't kill you. <laughs> And then continuing to have to take him to where he is. And the song fucks. And the song fucks. It's a track. It is a fucking rocker. Here's my thing. I'm a night guy. Love the nighttime. Mm-hmm. Love the day, too. But sure. I hate the morning. Love the night. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I, not, I, I, you know, I've been night hawking since I was a young lad. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always out there on the streets. 
cruising. I'm a street guy. He's a bit of a street man. He's a street walker. Street walker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, I, you know, I, I, these songs are... Uh, Nighthawk in kind of music mm-hmm. is like a guy with a weird voice who's <laughs> ugly. <laughs> And maybe can't get any can't get any strange. Mm. Any... We do know what strange is, right? Yeah. Should we tell the the viewers? They know what you're the only one who doesn't know what it is. I didn't know what strange getting meant. some strange means getting a little bit of pussy. And I was like, dude, I identify with that because I'm strange, and I give pussy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you give strange. I give strange. I offer strange. Yeah, I got a little strange in the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> um, definitely think nobody knows what that is. Well, I think but I like do. I like it. But, uh, I stay using that. You know, you, you're out at night. You know, you're looking maybe you maybe you're looking for a little strange. You probably can't get any. Mm. There's some women. There's some women that you have had sex with who no longer will speak to you. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like a it's like a more, maybe you're a little bitter. You're a little bitter, but you're rocking. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're out there looking. You're basically. You know what you are. You're looking, you're looking for a big score or some treasure. Yeah, dude. Uh, or I was going to say, this is like a gambling song. A ga- this is like, when I heard it, I was like, I need to go 99 miles per hour to Vegas with you right now. Blasting you just want to go to Vegas, I know, too. but this also is so Reno, vegas Yes, yes. It's more Reno. It's, it's dirtier. Reno. It's dirtier, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, <clears throat> it's music about being a dirty guy, but not like a dirty, like you're a pervert. Well, uh, kind of. A little bit. Because, actually, I did do some minimal research, but I went on Wikipedia.com about this era of him, uh, Tim Buckley. He was 24 or 25 when he wrote the song, which is contextually just hearing the, like, He's sound. only 24. He died of an overdose at 28. Holy shit. I yeah. thought he was, like, 30. When he, he sounds he 30 plus. Yeah. He sounds raspy and aged and, yeah. like, dirt. He sounds Compared like... Compared to his early stuff, too? Oh, like yeah. His folk it's stuff? folky. Yeah. He was, I like, love, an but... Orange County... Like, he went to... He, like, lived in my hometown in Fullerton. Really? Yeah. But I just like went... adolescence? Yeah. Yeah. He was... But, like, this record you chose is from 1972. Yeah. And and... It's called Welcome to L.A. <laughs> yeah. Bonk. Yeah. <laughs> I just bonked my head. Show me saw it. Oh, Yeah. It's like kind of okay. So I only bring this up because he it is funky, but there's I guess this was his in quotes sex funk era. Mm-hmm. This is, the rest of this album is like it wasn't played on the radio because there was like lyrics about getting like whipped and spanked oh, by women. It is and shit. an insane record. And it's, it's like early early seventies where it's not fully disco yet, but it's like teetering on early Bee Gees sound. Yeah, the rest of the record, but this is like a gambling like country motherfucker yeah. song and it's crazy because like it, it's um he also has a song about how he's just gonna gonna cheat on you yeah, <laughs> like, dude. but also yeah just thinking that he's literally 24 or 25 it, it made me that, have a whole that, different experience with it and so all these songs are like this one there's only a few real night hawking songs on here the other ones are just about like are just kind of night hawking guy songs but they're not about night hawking. the Luden wainwright song mm-hmm. is a guy who would is this guy is on his way to Nighthawk. Yeah. He's, he's still sensitive. He's still sensitive, but he's on... And Luna Wainwright actually never himself did Nighthawk. In fact, no. all his records after that one suck. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... Uh, so, yeah. And so, your general theme-ish for your songs is Nighthawk. Nighthawk. Because that yeah. is... I mean, that's the vibe I got, too. Yeah. I was like, this is, like, dirty. I'm trudging around with you. I want to drive around the city listening to this shit with you. And a lot of them are uh, based in L.A., 
which yes. I thought, thought was uh, interesting very LA. too. It's a it's a LA. Uh, no East Coasters on this. Mm-hmm. Also, my last note on this song before maybe we play it is um, it's so catchy, but that lead guitar line. It's just like so simple, but it yeah. hurts my ears. It's so catchy. Yeah, it's and really the drums good. are amazing. I was like yes. vibing. I was practicing drums and listening to it yesterday, like because the fills are just so fucking fun. Yeah, well, this it's is like, like good... this is other records don't really have a ton of instrumentation on it, like mm-hmm. besides guitar. Mm-hmm. And so this is like this is his like Dylan goes electric. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <And> it's this. <laughs> um, let's play it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, this is Nighthawking by Tim Buckley.
Okay. Are we good? We're back. That's Night Hawking by Tim Buckley. Was this KROQ? <laughs> yeah. Rodney on I'm the I'm Strider, Striker. Rodney, he's still around, mumbling into a microphone. Wait, Rodney is still on K-Rock? I believe, I mean, God, I need to check now, but I know that he's around still. He's, oh my God, man. Maybe on Sirius FM, maybe he got a slam and deal with XM Radio. Jesus Christ, why would he be around? What else does he have to say? Well, what bands is he listening to? His whole thing was like... Oh, my God, his hair. I forgot about his hair. He looks like Phil Spector, right? Dude, he totally does. Permanent frown. He's 75. He's still kicking... What was the Ramones movie called? Not Rock and Roll High School. There's a movie where, like, Joe Ramone serenades that, like, 14-year-old... Rock and Roll High School, I think it's called. Yeah, Rock and Roll High School. Isn't Rodney the Rock in there? I think so. I haven't seen that in so long, but yes, probably. Yeah. He would be right in there. Um, but yeah, that song, that Tim Buckley song, we were just listening to it again, and it is truly like cocaine personified. Like, yeah. you could tell that this guy's record, he discovered cocaine and like, got done dirty by somebody and was angry and yes. wanted to start being a bad boy. And he was 24 or 25 when he wrote That's that. Incredible. That's the tr- craziest part. Okay. Um, your next song I have listed here is Warren Zevon. Oh, yes. Zevon's 74 demo of Carmelita. Specific. Specific. The difference well, is pretty profound. It is. It is. Now, Carmelita is one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. And I, long bit of, since I saw Hated, the Gigi Allen documentary, nice. he sings it acoustic. <laughs> I was like, what a great song. Zevon didn't write this song. The original version of this song is done by a Canadian, I believe, country singer. Interesting. Um, that original version is not that good. The Linda Ronstadt version, okay, not great. Nah, this one, this one fucks the most. This one fucks the most, and <laughs> it has an added lyric from Zevon about your big Samoan boyfriend. Yeah, when that lyric happened, I was like, "This is so brace. It's yeah. unbelievable." Well, I like, <laughs> like this song because this song is about. It's objectively a funny song. It's a funny fucking like, song. He's like funny storyteller in his in his yes. music, and and. It's also many L.A. references. Echo Park. Yes, a lot. The uh, Pioneer Chicken Stand mm-hmm. on Alvarado Street, mm-hmm. that, which actually, you know, that existed mm-hmm. uh, no longer. Yes. Okay. I haven't spent too much time with him. Zevon? No. I mean, Werewolves in London, I, yeah, kinda, I like yeah, classic, but, but I never really sat these down These 74 him. demos are really good. Yeah, it, it's um, good. Welcome to L- or uh uh, come to LA. And oh, no, what's it called? Something about LA. There's a song he has about LA that's really good. I do know he has a song called "All My Shits Fucked Up." Yeah, that's which a later I, one. My shits all fucked up. My sorry, shit's all fucked up. I really like that. Yeah, I like Zevon a lot. I used to not. Love, I used to kind of. He is sort of in the Randy Newman, I think, yes, category. Totally. But I think he's a much better. He's darker. He's yeah. so dark and hilarious. Like he knows how to write that kind of like. He's a piano yeah. man ish. Yes, yes, but he is a piano man. He also, yeah, I, I just watched a little biopic on him on youtube.com. Uh-huh. First thing first, he's a son of a Russian gangster. Oh, he is. I've read a biography for a really long time. They went past that so fast in the beginning. I was yeah. like, I'm sorry, what? And they're like, anyway, so he became like a very skilled musician. But um, yeah, he like got sober. He was addicted to heroin. Yes. He got sober, and then all of his songs were like 
funny storytelling yeah. about being just how fucked up he is or was and yes. how he ruined his life. Well, he did. He <laughs> yeah. did. You know, my dad actually went on tour with Zevon. No way. In, I believe, 74. Zevon, Jackson Brown, a bunch of people like that. Oh, my Japan. God. What did he do? My dad was dating a music journalist. Holy and shit. he went. And you know Wavy Gravy is? I don't think They're so. Like, he was like a hippie clown. In the 60s and 70s, huh. it's some loser. My <laughs> Sounds dad, cool to me, honestly. Yeah, his big things were a red nose, but he was like a hippie. Okay. Um, my dad said he went, and he said Jackson Brown, who I actually, me and Vinny met once. Wow. Um, Jackson Brown was so fucked up on, like, his doctor was, this is how you know you're oh, a real rock star wow. is when your doctor's on tour Dude. With you. His doctor was just, like, giving him, like, these insane <gasps> injections, and he was, like, <gasps> unable to move, like, eating Holy dinner with everybody. shit. Yeah. Uh, and they're playing, like, pleasant music. Yes. <laughs> That's the crazy Jackson Brown's like, she's got to be somebody. Yeah. It's like, not your baby, dude. Your shit. You can't even like, lift your out. fucking head, let alone oh your little wiener. Like, oh, my God. You, know, you, can't, you, can't, you can't wrap your arms around a woman and hold her tight in bed. How, well... What did your dad? How long was that tour? Did they it were they like, like a friendly? Couple weeks. No, no. It was just like it was a save the whales tour. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't. I mean, these guys are such big. They don't give a flying rip I about whales. They just took all the money. <laughs> yeah, they don't give a frick about the no, whales. The whales, the whales might as well be. They're cares? cashing in and then getting more heroin. Oh, absolutely. Although like, getting heroin in Japan seems difficult. Yeah. Save the whales tour. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What else did you dad... on a whale belly? What else did your dad do? He was... That was his really only big music thing. I mean, he saw, like, Crime, uh, The Avengers, all those kind of things. I mean, we got to so talk Devo about that. Mabuha Gardens. Um, He's a lifelong SF man? Not lifelong, but since the summer of love. Okay. Uh, and, <laughs> although that's not why he came out there. But, uh, he, yeah, he, like, he was, like... That was like, I don't think he was really that much into music in the 60s. And I think in the 70s, he got way more into it. He did write for a music, um, my dad was a journalist. Mm -hmm. Uh, He wrote for a trade publication called The Gavin Report. That was, my dad was just like a radio guy. Gavin Newsom Report? No, I wish. (laughs) But it was like, it was like a trade publication for radio stations. Mm -hmm. And so my dad, uh, my dad was notorious for loving the, the rap group, The Fat Boys. Okay. Like, I mean, so all as his, you should. Yeah, all his coworkers were like, Joe's the fat boy's guy. <laughs> and so my dad, to this day, prides himself on being a fat boy's expert for a music trade public, a radio station trade publication. Why is that making me tear up? That's so beautiful. I love that. About like a month ago. Oh and my like, yeah, God. Yeah, you a million times. Like, I love the fat boys. And then you kind of followed that. You took a little, um. Yeah, I was a MRR. I worked you for MRR. You famously an MRR guy. Uh-huh. We've totally buried the lead on that too. Yeah, I honestly true. forgot. Like, Why I did I forget? I He's a, this man's a, we didn't even talk about your bands. I fucked that whole intro oh, that's up. That's all right. I was a bit with Dan Rincon. To say Slam the least. Dinkon, we call them. <laughs> Slam Dinkon. I mean, yeah, this guy's a lifelong punk and, and MRR. Punk. Come on. He the held it down. Punk. He is the last. Mm-hmm. I'm just half. Yeah, yeah, I'm half punk. I'm half. I'm a part-time punk, <laughs> I guess. Oh, Dude, my that's God. Wild. What a crit. What a fuck. When, when the tele... That's when I knew punk was dead. Whenever I started liking the television personalities. <laughs> Boring! <laughs> you are allowed to make hot takes. Well, I can't love, speak for you. We love the Cro-Mags. Mm-hmm. We love the Cro-Mags. We love... We love Black Flag. Mm-hmm. Heard of them. Uh, we love... We love damn crime. We love crime. We live we and love, breathe we crime. crime. We're looking at a crime poster time, in my room so, right now. One time, actually, funnily enough, MRR story here. Okay. Wild Thing was slated to actually play a benefit for MRR. 
my god! Not because they wanted to benefit MRR, but because they wanted to play the show. <laughs> exactly. With crime, because crime is going to play. Crime kicks us off the bill, <laughs> so that one of the members of Crime's daughter's band could play. I storm to the back of the venue and confront them, and they're all on nine thousand years and old. And you're seventeen. No, I'm like nineteen okay. at this point on heroin. <laughs> yeah, and you're strung out. They're like, they're like, they're like fucking like you know they're dressed in like three piece suits and like you know this like yeah like this kind of they're but they're but they still look so fucking cool because they they're did. the coolest looking band that's ever but lived. I start arguing with them and like well they're like well you get to sound like. And I can remember I said, suck my dick, Benjamin Button. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was old. Uh, and that, that, oh, my God. That, uh, <laughs> that, that was is the greatest thing I've ever heard The greatest life. roast of my career. My good and God. Then, and you were strung out, and you still had a heater and, and, in your pocket. And they did successfully kick us off the bill. But guess what? I talked to one of the other bands. We just hopped up on that bitch and started playing after another band got off stage. I'm snapping. Uh-huh. Oh, we my God. Blew, we blew crime's ass out of the water. How, yeah, was crime good? Be honest. No. <laughs> but, you know, it's times change. The times are changing. It was wild things turn in the, yeah. the sunlight. You know. <laughs> Not even the spotlight, the sunlight. Dude, move like, over, Gaia. Benjamin Button. Yeah move, yeah, move over, Benji. Which one? We're looking at a crime poster in my bedroom I honestly right don't. Oh, fuck, is Johnny something? You have there? the same poster? I have that same is poster. Is it from Search and Destroy, the I magazine? I think it's from either Slash or Search and Destroy. I have like four. I'm trying to collect all of them. I think that's from Search and Destroy because yeah. it's like newspaper style. Mm-hmm. I have, I think there's another crime photo on the other side there was like a full spread yeah i can show you what i have later i have a stranglers one pinned to my wall up in my we living love room the did we stay loving dude stranglers live video where he's whipping the stripper did i mean i don't know why they don't not enough people put respect on their name well it's crazy because if you look at the stranglers uh like spotify they have like tens of millions of i don't listens. know what algorithm but like some not, vintage like, store is playing them but exactly like, i feel like golden, golden brown, brown yeah <laughs> which is a banger song beautiful song but like that's their not other them. shit's good too uh, their first couple right re- i mean classic to say their first couple yeah. records my that's god true. that's the thing is you could literally if you're one of those people who if you just like came into punk and never heard any band and whenever anyone asks you about when anything, in doubt just be like yeah I like their first couple records I mean literally that's you're the... right because <laughs> most bands should just break up three records max I know it should, it should be, be a illegal limit. to make more than three records I mean okay granted OC is of over 80 records but that's, there's a Rolodex of members too that's the thing and they change their shit up mm-hmm. that's the secret if you're gonna do the long standing residency yeah. of rock you gotta you change gotta... your shit up yeah you can't because they have like folk albums and shit but and if diff- you're playing the same names? kind of music this is why the Stones could do it, right? Because mm-hmm. the Stones changed what kind of music they were like every five years. Mm-hmm. They were always rocking, but different kinds of rocking. They, no, they, they were cashing songs. in, but switching it up. Exactly. And so that's how they could do it. But The Who, who I love, mm-hmm. The Who, who I, who I love, they only changed <laughs> twice, right? Yeah. They went from 60s band to 70s band, mm-hmm. and they were never able to make it past that. And, and so, people after that were like, who? Exactly, who? <laughs> the Kinks, for example. True. Kinks, they changed their shit up a couple of times. They didn't change their shit up enough. And so, Flag, too. Flag, did, Flag did change their shit up a little too much. <laughs> it became what, in fact, they not flew to mention too his close. name again, but Rincon calls mystery music, which is later Black Flag. <laughs> Nobody knows what kind of genre it is. Mystery music. But that's my thing. Is if, you're, if you're in a band, you either got to change your shit up Mm-hmm. Or you got to start a new band. 
I agree. You can't just be making the same punk record over and over. Mm-mm. And the, nobody has time for that now anyway. It's already been ran through too many yeah. times. And But, yeah, I don't know. That is, you're right. Yeah. You got to do, you just got to keep going, switching it up. Well, do your synth period. Do your fucking mm-hmm. metal period. Put a girl in the band. I don't know, maybe a girl. Have her sing. I don't know, maybe put me in there. Just put uh, token in. gal. Off, if you are listening to this. <laughs> Keith Morris of the band Off. If you I will get this, dreads. <laughs> Shelby will, Shelby will do a 90s street punk style dual vocals, or actually, you know what? Mid-2000s would. screamo style duels, one screamer vocal, one singer vocal. I would, actually. I kind of want to go, oi, 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 because, you know, I got a Chelsea cut now, so I'm you trying are, to oi it up. That's crazy. Yeah, before we started recording, Shelby was like, oh, my skin bad. She yeah, I was like, oi, oi. I was, I, he came to my house, and I was blasting Cockney Rejects. On Forever blowing bubbles. That was the biggest hit. I was like, come on in. I'm not going to turn it down. So yeah, I come in here. Shelby is lying underneath like a vampire, a Union Jack with her arms folded. Across, <laughs> and I walk in and she rises. Dude, peep the boots, man. Oh, she's wearing her dorks. Anyway, okay. Um, we're just a couple punks. What do we got There's now? no punk songs in your tracks. Not a soul punk but song. I'm glad we touched on it because I can't believe even in my notes I didn't write MRR at all, and that's truly burying quite a big lead. But um, okay, circling back to Warren Zivon, mm-hmm. this uh, 1974 Carmelita. demo of Carmelita. Yes. Um, should we play it? Let's do we want to circle back to the what we just went no, off? Play this motherfucker. Okay, let's play it. This is the 1974 demo version of Carmelita by Warren Zevon. Never again. One, leave my Pepsi alone. Three, four. I hear mariachi static on the radio, and the tubes they glow in the dark. And I'm there with her in Ensenada And I'm here in Echo Park Carmelita, hold me tighter I think I'm sinking down And I'm all strung out on heroin On the outskirts of town I'm sitting here playing solitaire With my pearl-handled deck The county won't give me no more methadone They cut off your welfare check Carmelita, hold me tighter I think I'm sinking Sirens blow, you know I almost have the heart attack. And the big Samoan boyfriend says he's gonna come and break my back. Carmelita, hold me tighter. I think I'm sinking down, and I'm all strung out. Town. 
gorgeous song about heroin it's a great song it is it's about you know you're all fucked up on dope <laughs> that feeling when you might blow your brains out he's got a thing you might <laughs> shoot a guy i think there's a chick involved mexico big samoan boyfriend all, yeah big yeah 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 some guy's boyfriend's gonna kick your ass and he didn't write that song he just happened to add that he just uh, added ad- the he just ad-libbed it's an interesting ad-lib <laughs> it's an, well possibly from true life I can't imagine it's not from True Life. Yeah. You don't just kind of throw it in. ass is probably a cinch. Um, yeah. That is a track. Mm-hmm. And honestly, hadn't heard it before you sent it. Yeah. The demos. The Zevon 74 demos are, I mean, that's probably why they sort of reissued them. They are fucking fantastic. They're on the level of flag. Uh, and, or off. Demos. <laughs> Maybe off, even. Off, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Do you want to go to your next track? What's the next one? Uh, Lou Reed Ocean. Mm-hmm. So Lou Reed Ocean is not precisely a night hawking track. It's mm-hmm. it's Lou Reed. Well, it is in the sense that it's like it's like emotional night hawking. It might be right? the calm before the storm. The, yeah, and well, I love or is the, the storm. Is, I love the drums on this. Oh yeah, I really like like this is. There's a few versions of Ocean. I think maybe there's a Velvet's version. There's another Lou Reed version. Mm-hmm. They all suck ass. This version is, I remember I got this record uh, when I was like 18, and I was like, the fir- very first Lou Reed record before, Transformers, not that good a record, actually. This record is way superior. The first, like, self-titled Lou Reed This is record. his first one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, much better cover, it's mm-hmm. a lot better. It's not as, He's like, judging this by its cover. Yes, it is. Well, it's because it's like, it's like, it's like what would have been the fourth Velvet's record. Mm-hmm. Because you can tell his songwriting really changes from this to all his other ones. I think, and I love Lou, but I would say in order of Lou Reed records, it goes this. I'm going to go ahead and say Berlin. Interesting. Um, then Transformer. Uh-huh. And after that, frankly, 
uh, <laughs> street hassle. Wow. Only came the song street hassle. I think that's also his, I want to be black. It's a crazy ass <laughs> Reed song. He also has a rap song called The Original Rapper. He was getting loose. Here's the crazy about Lou. Almost, Lou Reed is probably one of the worst musical outputs of any musician besides Henry Rollins. What do you mean? Almost every Lou Reed record that he plays on that it's not The Velvets mm-hmm. is bad. And I'm going to say it that is subjective. Almost, I mean, no, people will be like, well, but he has such good records. But look at actually how many records Lou Reed has throughout the years. And you're like, oh, Lou Reed put out way more records than I thought. And mm-hmm. most of them are not good. They're just kind of buried. Exactly. And so it's like one of these guys is like, he actually put out a ton of records, and there's only, like, three good ones. Mm-hmm. And so, actually, most of his output's bad. True of a lot of musicians. A lot of solo guys. He just brought in so many different people, right? He Better put, like, that. Bowie in and shit, but he also, you know, he did Metallica. Wait, what? How do I not you know, know that? there's a Metallica Lou Reed album. It's his second to last Wait, album. Wait, maybe? I don't know how my brain has a no, fucking a, memory. So, a lot of people memory hold this, but it's <laughs> real. There is a Lou Reed Metallica album called Lulu. It's fully all every song is Lou Reed and Metallica. People try to it's, say it's that good seems now. like People an onion article. What you just said, it's insane. I think I did memory hold that. Unfortunately, I love Metallica and I love Lou, but all, like Metallica, like Lou, only three good records. I don't think those two legends need to meet. Two great in, tastes do not taste great together. Mm-mm. Not really interested in that. Mm-hmm. But this song, "The Ocean," it's good. It's good. It actually does do a very beautiful description of. It really does sound like the ocean. That's what I like about it. It, it really sounds does like a, the fucking ocean. A really good, just like beautiful description of what the ocean and the um, the piano on this is like makes my heart hurt. I know it's so good. I used to listen to this like lying in bed in the TL and like mm-hmm. feeling like man. Um, how much do you love the Velvet Underground? Are they your favorite band of all time? They're or the greatest band of all time? Yeah, I, agree. I don't know if they're my favorite band of all time, but they're the definitely the best band of all time. Um, some kind of love closet mix by the Velvet. Not to be like oh, I like the, uh, but like the closet mix of the some closet kind of mixes love, are the best. Where he goes, put jamming on her shoulder. Ah, he goes like ah, hot. Like it's that when he does the high there. I'm like that's the greatest moment in musical history. You don't um, think saying sucking on my ding dong, Sister Ray? Sucking on my ding dong is probably the greatest line. Actually, saying it's eight times in one in one that's seventeen minutes. Favorite Velvet's record. But the best lyric the of best the best album. Lyrics. Too busy sucking on my dick. Reed is a dog shit lyricist <laughs> in, in many cases. But he he he's so bad at it that it, it reverses and goes yeah, back to being yes, good. Yes, yes, yes. He goes so far down that line that it's good again. 100% agreed. Yeah. Should we play the song? Play the song. Let's play The Ocean by Lou Reed.
And we're back. In the rain. <laughs> Gone. But it's like sweeping. It's a very sweeping song. Mm-hmm. Very sweeping. I'm very sweeping. So. I would. I did laugh because you said this is the only version that's good. I had my friend Kevin Spanky Long on uh-huh. on the pod a few years ago. Now that it's so funny to say a few years ago because I've only had like ten episodes. Yeah. But I've just like barely done this. Yeah. So yeah, when yeah. a few years ago it doesn't mean shit. But um, he brought in the other version of the ocean. By who? By by the, the velvet. I'm pretty sure the Velvet's version. This is I far superior. Don't remember exactly. Yeah, it is. I think it's like because it was not actually put out on a record. It was like mm-hmm. it might know. even be longer. I don't know. I know this is a longer track. Well, it's but... not as fucking good. But you know who rocks? Who? Mayo Thompson. I love Mayo Thompson. When I first heard the Mayo Thompson LP, probably my favorite LP of all time, it blew my shit away. Was that recent or was that when long you were? Time yes, ago. yes, yes. Long, long time ago. Uh, He's I've... like a true freak. A true freak. Like his to only, a team. I believe his only like real like solo record. I think he maybe has done a couple more recent ones. No, he's done so much shit. Yes, but I mean, most of his shit's been with other people. Oh though. yeah, he's always bringing people in now. Yeah, I think he's still even doing like session work. Yeah, I know like he a... plays. So- you know what's crazy? He actually played this whole record. Mayo, if you're listening to this, I would imagine. No, he pl- he played this whole record, I believe, in New York not long ago, which I didn't know about. I oh, really shit. wish I had I'd gone and seen. Um, but uh, this record blew my mind. I mean, it's so good. It is so freaky and cool. But yeah. it is funny the song the song you brought in, in comparison to the record, it's all very. It's almost like I take it as like him. It's. It shows his talent because he's such a freak and so every song is so infinitely different and it's kind so of like different. some of them are like nonsensical and like he's using his power of like this he's isn't like, like a Crayola normal shit. structured song. It's yes. kind of like a psychedelic sounding song that but then this one song stands out on this album because it's like a beautifully structured like he uses his power on, to be like I can write a good song yeah. like that all people can enjoy yes and like, it's structured well and it's I'm singing on it but the next song is going to be like some weird circus track yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. that's not my least favorite song on the record yeah yeah um, but right before it is like a beautiful acoustic song yeah the lesson I think is actually my favorite song mm-hmm. is the that very a, first song on the later rest, in lesson? The, the, the last song the very first oh, the song first on, song. on the LP mm-hmm. this song though is I think it's so catchy, dude. It's, it's so, so it's up. so catchy, and like, I remember being like, I remember, there's a line about like the the valley between your breasts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what a good lyric. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, it's he's a really great lyricist. Mm-hmm. Like in a way that I think a lot of his contemporaries kind of pretended to. Like, there's like a um, there's like an attempt at poetry from a lot of lot of guys writing lyrics around this time, mm-hmm. and it feels fake and it feels pretentious. Mm-hmm. And with Mayo, it's like this guy is like full on, <laughs> and he's a real freak too. You know, like he never he's, got really famous. Like just he's cho- he's paved the freak lane. Yeah, I mean he's only done freaky cool shit. Red Crayola Freak Band. He produced a Fall album too. I didn't realize that makes a. But well, that's the thing is yeah. like I I it's weird. It's undercurrent like, shit. It doesn't even all that's all in the same thing to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, Marky Smith is like, I think of him as like a Mayo Thompson, like yeah. much more acerbic. What um, was that uh, record label that Red Crayola was on? And there was like a Texas, like, psychedelic label. I, I and, know what you're talking about. Anyway, yeah. He just has been doing it since the 60s. He's yeah. been a freak since yeah. the 60s. Like doing like, Yeah. Dude, yeah, of course. Yeah. So much of that. That's but, why King's tattoo is a Perubu tattoo. Yes, yes, yes. 
But that, yeah, this, what is it called? Corky's Debt to His Father, yeah. I know, it's a great So record. sick. But yeah, the whole album is like, you really, you front to back, you're like, okay, this is kind of out there. There are some songs where you're like, I, he's trying to maybe lean into more mainstream, like, structured stuff, and then it's just, like, off-the-rails shit. Stuff yeah. that is, like, sounds like it's in reverse and, like, not as comfortable to sit with, but it's, if you're down, you're down. And then this song is just, like, a purely just like, gorgeous yeah. fucking track. And, yeah. like, the guitar I, I in it. I always heard sort of the legend around this was that he just had mariachi musicians playing with him. Really? I don't know if that's true <laughs> at all. But that's I mean, I what I put was it told him. by a guy at a record store once, and okay. so I believe it. Maybe that's the legend of, of yeah. Mayo. I never looked it up because I don't want to know. Yeah, uh, I, let's lead with that. Um, yeah, the guitar on this, the whole song is great. Should we... Let's, let's listen to this one. We're going to listen to it. Yeah. Let's do it. This is Mayo Thompson and Good Brisk Blues.
That was Mayo Thompson. And uh, Shelby and I were just discussing this track before this, or after, right after this, mm-hmm. is very like boom. boom, boom it's like, very circusy, kind of like bad horror movie. Yes, <laughs> and I, my least favorite genre. This is why I never really liked the Beatles that much. Is because oh. a lot of it just feels like like Yellow Submarine is circus music to me. <laughs> yeah. and I hate circus music. I yeah. hate when rock bands decided that was a good. There's always got to be a couple circus music. Tracks. There's always they always have to try it to see if it works. Yeah, and it never works. Yeah. There's no one. It works. You know, it works name for one circus. circus track. Who there's made a circus track? Other than that's on bang. That's on Fox. Yeah, but any like that's that's it. That's that's the apex of the circus genre. No other kind of music. No, it's been around for hundreds of years hundreds at this point, and that's the only song that stuck. Yeah, oh, yeah. We mostly play, like, the big tents and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, we, like, we're playing the main tent this year yeah, with the um, sw- sword swallower. It's crazy, like, yeah, <laughs> our the tour sucked, man. Our elephant was so slow. Dude, our guarantee, though, it's fucking, that's why we're going. It's crazy. Crazy well, money. Also, they let, you, they let you hang out with a giraffe. And you can maybe, uh, I heard the girl that gets sawed in half is single. Dude. Honestly, I shouldn't be telling you this right now, but last year at Circus Fest, Circus Fest at the Echo, uh-huh. I got, I got strange, the craziest strange from the bearded lady. <laughs> it was so fucking crazy, but it was fuck dating the world's strongest man, yeah. and he tried to rip my ass in half. <laughs> he tried to make saw you in half. It was fucking crazy. And then, oh, dude, don't even get me started. My boy started hanging out with that chick who does the snake shit. Mm-hmm. And he got bit. <laughs> no, he died. From the viper. From the viper. It was fucked. <laughs> dude, the bearded lady just stays breaking hearts. Stays breaking hearts. Yeah. She got that. She got that strain. Dude, bearded lady, bearded lady's bush. Oh, my God, dude. God. You're, you know, you know, no, no, no. You need, you need a Gandalf down you need there. a machete. <laughs> To try to find that fucking thing. You're hacking through that like you're goddamn Swahili. Oh you're my fucking, god. You're throwing tufts at that thing. You if you if you donate that hair, you literally don't have to pay taxes. Oh my god. If you cut off the bearded lady's pubes, you're good on taxes for several years because you donate to Lock of Love. <laughs> move over apes. Yeah, move over board apes, dude. Lock of lo- locks of love tax write offs on the bearded lady's pussy hair is fucking <laughs> That is clutch. Dude, we gotta go to the circus. We gotta go see Chris Angel at the very least. Okay. In Vegas. I'll, we'll talk about that off air, though. Off air. Off air. I'm so pro in my in my bedroom. Well, he's in the air. He's in all sorts of tricks. He's all over the air. Yeah. He's flying all over. Um. Yeah, the last song. The next song that we're just... I don't even know how to round up what we just did. What's the last song? The last song. Okay, let's go. No, what is it? Your last song is Loudon Rainwright. Oh, Hollywood so, hopeful. Here's the thing about Rainwright is I put him in sort of the same genre, not Nighthawking, but like the same genre of stuff as Zevon mm-hmm. and uh, and Newman, all these guys too. In fact, mm-hmm. he's kind of goofy. He's got a stupid voice. Does a lot of acoustic songs, but he can write a banger. Yeah. Except Rainy, we can't. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice. He can write a fucking banger if he wants to. He could, and he did, and I think he deeply tried. He tried. I read yeah. there was a lot of uh, family tension because his son, uh, Jesus Christ, who is his fucking son? Who's his son? Well, he does have a son. He, he has, has the most famous son of... Right. His son's like more famous than he is. Yeah. 
And why can't I fucking remember his I name? It's, son's it's is Lu- literally Rufus Rain- Wainwright. Rufus Wainwright's son. Literally yeah. Rufus, yeah. There's family tension because his son's Rufus Wainwright? I was reading a... I was scraping around the internet and there's like an article where he's like, yeah, my son like went above and beyond my anything I could have ever done. And there I had to like swallow that pill. Whoa. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... He, this is a good track, though. You know, it's we good. don't have to talk about Rufus. He's that's for another time. Oh, yeah, don't have, couldn't even that. tell you much. I know he's yeah. written a lot of soundtracks and he's very, fa- very famous. I think of Rufus Wainwright. This is probably totally not true, but do you remember that's uh, that camp campfire indie? Remember that genre of music? It, it sounds like, like Starbucks music to me. Like, off the, oh yeah, there was one song. <laughs> campfire I'd indie. Hear, dude. I'd always hear it on the radio. That was like. That from living in Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. And I remember I would fucking violate myself. I want to fucking here. walk off of a cliff. I sought oblivion. Um, I think his daughter's famous, too. Or maybe his son does something with a woman that's, like, famous. He so. seems like he has a, a lot of um, children with a lot of other, a lot of different women. Uh-huh. Damn, Respect. Rufus Rain- Wainwright's kind of hot. I was spreading the seed. <laughs> He's be spreading he the seed. He fall on the ground. Yeah, but he he has a couple tracks. He's been around for a long time writing songs. But yeah. this is the album where uh, he has one tear coming down his face. Mm-hmm. And it's not even one of his... I think this song is now becoming popular. I don't think it was popular before. No, it wasn't. Because it was the only song I really knew uh, from him. This was this the only song? song I knew about from... La- I almost want to... It's Loudon. Yeah, I almost want to... I don't know. I was called La- I think I it's Loudon. I just based that on my... Loudon. I mean, it's Lou Reed, Lou Don. I, li- I like... I, it's funny because I actually like his first two records a lot, and then I hadn't really listened to this one, and then I heard this, and I heard the song, I was like, man, this, this bangs. Yeah, it is... It's. I really like the pitch of his voice. Me it's too. very, like, raspy and very, like, honest and i it's very honest sound, he's yeah. trying but it doesn't sound too try hardy yeah. but also there i started listening to other songs of his because this was the only one i knew but um that song motel blues yeah um it almost it sounds really good song it too. sounds so modern a lot of his stuff it sounds like people how people write this kind yeah. of music now yeah I'd agree but it's from that. the 70s and beyond that i don't know i never really but I thought you wanted to have this song as your closer because you're now in Hollywood, dude, trying to no. fucking get a boulevard, well, a, a boulevard, trying, trying to get a billboard on a boulevard. It. I have made zero effort to ever make it. That's what I'm <laughs> uh, no, but this is a great song. It's a very, it's a cute track. It's a cute track. It's not a gambling track. It's like earnest. No, but this is to to me the reason I picked this for this is because this is this is what you do before you're night hawking. Like this is like a couple years before your before your welcome to LA Tim Buckley. You're mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. You're like I'm gonna make it, and it's gonna be. Oh, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little like sad or whatever. But I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna be thirty Two in like later, a couple months, and yeah, you're wearing sunglasses at mm-hmm. three a.m. <laughs> yes, you are listlessly beating. You're shivering and you're watching the sun come up. Yeah, and like you you spent an hour like your mind is racing back to the last day like. You remember you spent an hour being filleted, bored, <laughs> while she's Strange. bored by some, just something, you don't even know. Oh, what God, that's sad. A tooth knocking up against your dickhead. Oh! One, where's the other one? Nobody knows. There's no, there's one tooth there's missing. one tooth missing. Uh, <laughs> you, 
you you smoke you you try to, you smoke galois because you think that they make you seem sophisticated, but you smoke four packs of them so that you're dying of cancer. You think you have so many good ideas, but you can't remember any of them. You can't remember a single thing you've ever come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if this song is cokey. So it's not cokey. It's pre-cokey. It's pre-cokey. It's pure. He's doing his best. He's about he's to. He's trying. He's trying, and he's being honest about it. Yes. And frankly, I just really like this song. It's I a really nice song. I, I discovered this record this year. I was like, oh, it's good. Um, well, we should play it. Let's play it. Do you want to sign off now, or do you want to come back and say goodbye? Let's sign off now. It'll be good to go out on yeah. something. Um, on an earnest high note tip. I like this yeah. last song. It's good. Here's the thing. If you're going to get a billboard on the boulevard, please, please, please... Make it so I understand what product you're selling, what band you're in. Because there, there's been these, like, billboards on Sunset now that are just like, the Wet Gash yeah, yeah. album is coming. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, you have to, like, go on some QR code website to yeah. find out what it is. Oh, well, there's two, there's two wheat paste ad campaigns that have been going on that I've seen that are incredible. One is called Stop Being Racist. Oh, dude, I just drove past that the other day. (laughs) And and there there were Stop Being Racist wheat paste that I had seen. I was like, oh, this must be just some awful moron, like, activist who Mm -hmm. thinks this is a good idea. But no, it's for a company. I can't figure out what it's called, like, Gallery something. Uh Uh-huh. But uh, there's that, and then there's another one that's called, like, that's like, this is what emancipated women look. It's like a really crazy, like, basically a feminist version of that. And I, I, there's a QR code, and I look at the QR code. It's just like the worst indie rock you've ever heard in your Holy life. Holy shit. It's like not even, like, a political thing. It's just it's like... backed by so much money, though, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. That's so depressing. Here's uh, Josh Landau, friend of the show, Josh Landau. <laughs> oh, my God. Had, I think he had a Sunset billboard for a little while, early last year. That would make sense. And he actually reveled in it. He, like, went up and played guitar in front of it and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Do it, buddy. <laughs> If you got a billboard, I would probably hang out in front of my billboard. Absolutely. Are you crazy? Why don't you have one? I did. They're like 500 bucks. Should we just do I that? I did have a billboard. My thing is, listen, if you move to Hollywood to make it, mm-hmm. eat at Little Dom's and Los Feliz. Do you want to go to Little Dom's right now? Are you hungry? I am. I don't know if I want to go to Little Dom's, but I eat something. We should eat something, but maybe we could just drive by Little Dom's yeah. so I could prove a point. I could... I mean, I literally ate there last night. I've only been there twice in my life. One time was with you. Well, shit. Figure it out. But here's um, Hollywood Hopeful. Hopeful? Hopeful. Hollywood Hopeful by Loudon Wainwright III. Mm -hmm. This has been a gorgeous episode. Thank you for talking with me, Brace. Thank you for talking You have great taste. And um, I'll see you around. Lie, bye, bye. Lie, bye, bye now. Bye. I am a full-fledged grown-up adult I'm trying to make a dent I'm trying to get a result I'm holed up in a Hollywood hotel suite Tequila to drink and avocado to eat They got all kinds of victories and lots of downfalls They got drugs in the rugs and ghosts in the walls Starlets in the lobby that can make a man drool Blood on the curtains and a phone by the pool Well, 
stars And I never did see so many rented cars I never did see so many desperate eyes And I never did hear so many bold-faced lies When I was ten years old I was alive In the Benedict Canyon down on Hutton Drive Well now I'm right back in my old backyard And I'm trying to get a billboard on the boulevard Trying to get a billboard on the boulevard Well, I never thought I'd see the age of 25 But it's been 28 years now that I've been That I feel can hardly be told I am a full-fledged grown-up adult I'm trying to make a dent I'm trying to get a result And I'm holed up in a Hollywood hotel suite And tequila to drink And I'm a to eat Tequila to drink And I'm a to eat 